All right, welcome everybody. Um, how awesome was worship this morning? It was so good. Um, man, I just love hearing the church like take ownership of our city. There's something so powerful about God's people. Um, really like taking responsibility for the place that we've been settled in. Um, anyway, I just wanted to let you all know that you're all in for a real treat this morning. Um, because I'm preaching, so that's fun. But um, the treat isn't because I'm preaching, although the word is good, because it is from the Lord. But the treat is because my parents actually called me up this week and they were like, please keep it, I think, riddled with guilt at their 50-minute messages um, for the last month and a half. They're like, please keep it below half an hour. So I think I got it down to like 20 minutes, so it's a good... I know. Let's all celebrate. Go out for lunch before 12. How good is that? All right. um, But before I get started, I'm just going to pray. Lord, we just thank you that um, we thank you for what an incredible honor it is uh, to be able to just worship you and to to learn more and more about your character, that you have actually made yourself known to us through your son and so that we actually get to learn about who you are Um, and learn about what is good. So, Lord, we just pray that this message will um, speak to our hearts, even to myself as I'm sharing it, Lord, that, um, yeah, that you'll really minister to each of us this morning um, and that it's not me speaking my message, but it's you speaking your message. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I want to invite you all to turn to Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 1. Just a small, small passage. Um, I'm just going to read. So, Romans 12, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Now, my dad has talked about this one at length um, quite a bit before. And I wanted to talk about what it actually means to be a living sacrifice. But more than that, it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. So I also want to talk about what it means to be an acceptable sacrifice and what that looks like and how that works. Now, to give some context and to give some of the meaning of this scripture, um, Paul has been talking about Israel in the lead up to this. And as we know in the Old Testament, Um, there were a lot of sacrifices that Israel had to make in terms of a burnt offering, uh, uh, a peace offering, a guilt offering, all these different types of things that they had to give up as a sacrifice to give to God. And so what Paul is showing here is that now because of the work of the cross, we don't have to live by the law, but instead with it in our hearts, we are now the embodiment of those sacrifices. So the principle of what we know and what we've learned from the Old Testament that Israel had to do with each of those things, we had to live that out in our lives. That's, that's the meaning of being a living sacrifice is that we are in our lives now, in our hearts. We are, that's how we give up a sacrifice to God, by living it. Um, and so there's the, there's the, uh, the separation there, where in the Old Testament there were dead sacrifices, but in the New Testament there's life, and we are the living sacrifice. 
So that's why Paul is saying, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, so then, with that, we can see that when we look at lessons in the Old Testament of what, uh, of things that um, have been taught to us about those sacrifices, we can p- apply them to ourselves. So, to talk about what is an acceptable sacrifice, I actually want to first look at an example of an unacceptable sacrifice. So if you could all turn now, we don't have to turn, but I'm going to read from Malachi 1, verse 6 to 8. Um, I should have bookmarked this, and I didn't, so you're just going to have to bear with me while I turn the pages. Great. All right, Malachi 1, verse 6. A son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am a father, where is my honor? Now, just to clarify, this is God speaking through the prophet Malachi to Israel. Um, And if I am a master, where is my fear? Says the Lord of hosts to you, O priests who despise my name. But you say, how have we despised your name? By offering polluted food upon my altar. But you say, how have we polluted you? by saying that the Lord's table may be despised. When you offer blind animals in sacrifice, is that not evil? And when you offer those that are lame or sick, is that not evil? Present that to your governor. Will he accept you or show you favor, says the Lord of hosts. Now, it's interesting because when we read that, it's really strong language, basically saying that, yes, you gave a sacrifice, but it wasn't good enough. I didn't like it, and I'm not accepting it, and therefore you have not honored me. It's pretty strong, but one thing that's really clear that we need to make sure we understand is that every time we look at something in the Old Testament and we're trying to gain a principle from it, we need to see it through the filter of the cross, right? And we need to see it through the filter of what Jesus has done and what he demonstrated. And so we understand that when we're reading the Old Testament, it's all about the fact that it's all in the heart, right? And it's all about how we um, do things inwardly, okay? So when, when we read that, it's really easy on the surface to be like, man, God's really strict. But actually, when you understand that all he cares about is the heart, you actually start to see where the problem is and why it actually is as, as weighty as, as it comes across. You see, Jesus was all about our heart, and it was all about relationship. And when we understand that, we see that the Israelites at this time they weren't giving the best animal. They weren't giving the best of their flock. They weren't giving something out of a, uh, a revelation of who God was. They weren't giving it out of reverence. They were giving their, their blind animals, their lame, their sick animals, just something that they didn't really have any use for, but something that they could still meet the bare minimum requirements of offering an, a sacrifice, but it wasn't out of love. It wasn't out of a real true understanding of who their father was. They were just like, oh, this is what we have to do, so we're going to do it, but we can, like, we can survive without this animal that can't really walk very well, so we'll just give that one. They were essentially, what they're doing when they're, when they're giving that is they're saying that that is all God is worthy of, is our sick animals. Not the best. We're actually just going to give him our scraps, essentially. Their hearts went in it. There was no honoring and there was no relationship. There was no acknowledgement of, of the fact that God is provident. Plus, to give, a sacrifice, uh, to give the best requires a sacrifice, and they weren't willing to do that. 
Because it's more than just giving something. It's actually something that's going to cost you. Because, you know, for them it might be like, well, what if we go hungry? What if we give our best? And then <clears throat> all of a sudden our, um, our stock suffers because we don't have the best genes there or we don't have, you know, the, the, the cow that had the best meat to feed my family. What if we don't do that? There's, no, there's a lack of trust there. When you're not giving that to God and you're not actually giving him what he deserves, not even requires, just what he's, he actually just deserves because it's his to begin with, there's a, it shows a lack of trust and a lack of faith in, in God's providence and God's um, provision for us. And so when they're giving their lame and their sick animals, they're forgetting that God is their provider and what it does is it shows that there's a lack of intimacy with their creator and with their father. And then even worse, it shows that they're just worried about self-preservation, which is just further dishonoring. So despite what the surface level looks like, despite how it seems like God cares about the acts and actually cares about the end result, it's actually the opposite. God doesn't care about the act. He doesn't care about meeting the bare minimum requirement. He wants your heart in it. He actually cares about doing it with the right intention, which means that it's more than just doing. It's more than just serving and just being like, God says to do this, so I do it, and now I'm good. God actually, it's not even just that he doesn't want that. He actually didn't accept that. He's like, no, that's, that's not honoring of me. I'm not going to accept that. Because when we're just meeting the bare minimum, it's an act, but it's empty, and there's no faith in it. There's no uh, acknowledging God in that. There's no engaging your heart with your father and so when we are to sacrifice we have to understand that it requires a cost see when we sacrifice our best it shows that we mean it it shows that our hearts are in it right it shows that we actually care and that we're willing to acknowledge that God is worthy of it and that God is worthy of the best above ourselves but then also and probably most importantly, it shows that we have trust. shows that we have faith. You see, if you want to apply this directly to finances, for example, a lot of us sometimes have trouble um, giving up offering or tithes because we feel like, man, if I just had the extra bit of money for this week, that'd be great. But what you're doing is you're saying, actually, you know what, God, I don't trust you to provide for me, so I'm going to do it myself. And so God doesn't actually, he doesn't actually need that money. He's, what he's trying to do is he's trying to teach you to engage your heart and have faith and trust in him. Um, and he's trying to show you that he just wants your heart. Um, I forgot to say the name of this and the title of the sermon, and it is Presenting an Acceptable Sacrifice. And so the reason and what I'm trying to get at is the acceptable sacrifice is all about our heart. And it's all about putting our heart in it in whatever we do in whatever we give him so i'd say there are a couple criteria for presenting an acceptable sacrifice i'd say the first one is you need to have faith in the decision to make the sacrifice first and foremost you see being a living sacrifice means giving up a part of our lives so money time skill resources whatever you want to want to call it for the Israelites, all they had to do was actually just give property or give things that they owned. But it requires faith to actually give 
out of that, out of something that you that you feel like you're kind of in control of or that you feel like you need to live. <clears throat> it feels, uh, it takes faith to be able to give out of that because it's not just giving out of abundance, it's actually giving and it costing you something, right? So then that principle carries over to when we are a living sacrifice, sacrificing something that's a part of you for God Sometimes it will feel like you're just full of it and not full of it in that way, full of it, full of life and full of joy and overflowing and you're giving out of an abundance. But a lot of the time, quite often, it's going to actually feel like it's almost a bit of a detriment. Now, that doesn't mean you don't look after yourself and make sure that you're taking care of yourself and making sure that you're able to sustain through what God's doing in you, but it does mean that you need to acknowledge that there is a cost. And so to acknowledge the cost means that you need to understand that there's faith involved to actually make the decision in the first place. So when you're weighing up the cost and you're, and you're thinking about it, to choose to sacrifice anyway, that's where, the, that's where the faith is. And that gives us context, right? Because it shows obedience and it shows faith that God is our provider. When we're weighing up the cost and we decide to give anyway, it's showing that we have faith that God is going to provide for us regardless. And it, it affirms beliefs and it puts action to the words that God is worthy. So if you say God is worthy, but you don't actually do anything or you don't live your life according to that principle, then can you really say that you believe that? Because if you're, because essentially by not giving your heart in it and saying that God is worthy of it and then giving it to Him, you're saying one thing, but you're actually not acting out of, of thinking that He is worthy, which means that you're kind of taking away. So if we're going to say that God is worthy and we know that we need to give something, have faith and trust that He is worthy of it, because then when we actually act out of it, that is us saying, yes, you know what, God, you are worthy of this and I'm going to give it to you. It can only really be done when there's a genuine intimacy with him. Because otherwise, you're not really understanding. But when you have a, have a deep relationship with someone, you know their character and you know that he's going to provide for you. So therefore, it's actually a lot easier to have faith when you focus on the intimacy first and focused on growing with him and growing in him. And I think that's a really key part. In fact, that's probably the, the most essential part of this is the intimacy with God that needs to develop so that you have the faith. Uh, so I'd say the second criteria is that there needs to be the preparation. Um, I'm just going to read real quick from Leviticus, um, from verse 1, if anyone wants to read along with me, but I'm just going to read verse 1 to 9. The Lord called Moses and spoke to him from the tent of meeting, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when any, of, when any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of livestock from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he shall offer a male without blemish. He shall bring it to the entrance of the tent of meeting that he may be accepted before the Lord. He shall lay his hands on the head of the burnt offering and it shall be accepted for him to make atonement for him. Then he shall kill the bull before the Lord and Aaron's sons. The priests shall bring the blood and throw the blood against the sides of the altar that is at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then he shall flay the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. And the sons of Aaron, the priests shall put the fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. 
And Aaron's sons, the priests, shall arrange the pieces, the head and the fat, on the wood that is on the fire on the altar. But its entrails and its legs shall wash with water, and the priests shall burn all of it on the altar as a burnt offering, a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. That's a lot, right? There was a lot going on there, but the point is that there is a preparation. There's an intentionality there. It's not just simple. It's not just as simple as saying, all right, God, this is for you. Here you go. I killed it. There you go. I'm just going to do without. But actually the whole process shows that there's a real, um, that there's a follow-through that has to happen. You see, I'd say that the second criteria for presenting an acceptable sacrifice is that you're going to follow through and you're actually going to do the work in preparing because it's not just a decision on a whim, right? There's a process and a preparation in it because part of the cost isn't just giving out of yourself, but part of the cost is actually doing it right and part of the cost is going through it and walking through every step of it so that you're actually giving this thing to God that has been prepared and that has been thought through and you're following through right to the end see it's not just are you willing to sacrifice but it's are you willing to put effort in and will you commit now how this applies to us well if we're a living sacrifice and everything is about the heart it's like if you're going to make the commitment to sacrifice something then you need to prepare your heart you need to make sure that you're putting the work in to make sure that God is at, at every step of the way and that you're praying and you're reading your word and you're understanding who it is that you're giving this thing to. Um, and I think that that's, it's so simple, but that's, it, it does take work. It does take this effort to not just choose what you're going to sacrifice, but to actually have the follow-through and have the commitment and be like, you know what, God? I'm going to choose to do this every single day and I need you to help me. I need you to speak to my heart. I need you to engage my heart at every step and I need you to prepare me so that I am ready. So I think it's really simple, right? But it it takes a lot of effort. So we take that now and we know what it takes now to be an acceptable sacrifice and to make an acceptable sacrifice. But this is where I want to make sure that we don't go too far and, that it's, and is where it's really important to maintain the right perspective. Because you see, yes, sometimes we need a bit of a kick up the behind to engage a bit more and to actually step it up and be willing to, to give something up. Um, but we can miss the point and we can focus so much on Um, on making sure that it's good and making sure that it's right and making sure that I've put all this effort in and prepared it, that then we can stop focusing on the offering itself and just focus on the actual result and focus on the end result because then we end up focusing on the works. So this is where a perspective needs to be had where we can get a broader perspective because otherwise what you do is you end up leading to perfectionism and leading to striving for excellence, which is the total reverse of what we're actually wanting to have achieved in our lives. You see, this is a thought that I had. Because I want to give a little bit of context for myself. As I, was, as I was kind of thinking about this, I think a lot of this, 
I've been thinking a lot of this through the filter of what I do with the worship team, right, in terms of preparing. Because that's also like worship is a sacrifice. Like that's been something that's been happened all the way since David. And so when I think of it, I think of as we're preparing a sacrifice of worship in the church, this is kind of all going through that. But here's a controversial thought. Maybe, maybe it's not that controversial, but God, I don't think God really cares about the actual end result. I don't think God actually cares about the specific thing that you've presented because he doesn't need a perfect gift to still be God, right? He just needs you to give up your heart and give up a part of you so that he can be God in your life, right? He doesn't actually need wads of cash because he has more than any of us. And he doesn't need our perfectly crafted songs that we've slaved over for days. And he doesn't need... Right there. I don't actually know what I wrote. Ah, <laughs> oh, I wrote the perfect sandwich. If you're thinking about, like, from a hospitality perspective... If you're hosting people, he doesn't need you to craft the perfect dinner. That was weird. Um, Thanks, man. Um, Because he didn't, just like in the Old Testament, he didn't actually need those cows. He He could make a million cows. He didn't need them. He just needed the Israelites to give it up to him. But more than that, he needed them to engage their hearts in that offering because it's not just about from Jesus onwards he needed our hearts. It shows that right from the beginning, right through to now, it's always been about the heart and it's always been about engaging our heart. And it's always been about giving up more than just the physical thing but actually giving up a little bit of yourself in it because he is worthy and he is worthy of that. And he does deserve that because he has given us everything so what right do we have to hold, withhold anything from him? So stop focusing on the end product. Focus on your relationship with him. Focus on building the intimacy with him. Focus on turning your eyes to Jesus and being like, God, I need you. I love you. What do you need from me? What do you want from me? Because when you gain that intimacy with your father, he will show you what he wants from you. He will show you the simplest thing. He'll say, all right, if you love me, give me this. And that's the test. Sometimes it can be real hard, but I promise you there's nothing better than when you give it and you gain that step of intimacy because what it is, when you withhold it, you're actually putting up a boundary between God being able to get just that little bit further into your heart. If it is a big wad of cash, then he will let you know but it's not going to be for a lot of people. It's not going to be talents for a lot of people or time for a lot of people. For some people, it's just, hey, have a conversation with this person. Step out of your comfort zone and minister to someone. Evangelize or, hey, I know it's real hard and that person is like absolutely tearing into you, but I want you to not respond in anger and I want you to only respond in love because I am love, and I love them just as much as I love you. There's a sacrifice, and there's a cost, and there's a preparation. And we're like, God, I need you to give me the boldness to speak today. I need you to give me the peace to not respond badly to anyone that 
that might be trying to anger me. I need you to give me the wisdom in knowing how to handle my finances so that I can be a blessing to other people. I need you to give me the understanding, show me what I can do to better myself at my craft and my skills so that I can use it for you. It's all a preparation. You know, I think um, a big part of it, and, and this is why the preparation is so important, one thing I realized that with the worship team, God doesn't actually care about the end result, but what he cares about is the fact that your heart is in it. As I, I've shared with most of the teams that I've been on, because it's been something that's really um, been realized in me these last couple of months, I say to the team when I'm leading, I say, guys, look, even if this Sunday morning is really rough, all I care about is the fact that leading up to this Sunday, that we're we're working on our stuff, we're working on our on our own abilities that we practice, we're warmed up. And when we do arrangements or when we do rehearsals, I want to do them well because I don't want to just kind of cash in and, and check out or whatever. I don't want to just sort of do what we've done, but I actually want to put intention behind it. But then as soon as, just before the service is actually about to start, I make it really clear. I'm like, guys, we've done all this work in the arrangement, but if it doesn't go right, it doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter because we're here and we're worshipping. Just make sure that you are here and you are worshipping and you are leading I don't care about how we actually perform. We do all that because it's fun, first of all, and because we get joy from actually creating and arranging music for God. But at the end of the day, when the service hits, it just doesn't matter. And so I would say that that is the third criteria. Have faith that your offering is enough. Once you know that your heart is right, once you know that you have got it in perspective and that you've put in the preparation to do away with trying to strive for excellence or trying to reach perfectionism, do away with that and have faith that it is enough. You see, when you look at the context of the old sacrifices, the Israelites were having to kill animals. And if that sacrifice was enough and if it was perfect, then, then either they would have done it once or they'd still be doing it but it was imperfect. The sacrifice was imperfect in and of itself because there's nothing that we can do as humans that is ever going to be perfect. There's nothing that we can do. The, the very essence of the sacrifice is imperfect, but that's why it takes the handover to God for him to make it perfect. And when our intimacy is right with him, when our heart is right and we give it to God and he takes it from us, he's the one that makes it perfect. So that's why on this Sunday morning, you could look at the band from this morning and be like, man, that was incredible. But I wouldn't at all be surprised if you told me that they made a bunch of mistakes. I didn't notice, but they probably noticed within each other. I wouldn't at all be surprised if you told me that they were, were trying out something new, but it didn't quite really work out. Because at the end of the day, it, it's not reliant on us as humans to bring in the glory of God. It's just hearts that are open that he's going to see. And that's what's going to invite him in. And that's what's going to fill this place with the presence that we experienced this morning. See, it has nothing to do with the end result. It has everything to do with are we willing to open our hearts and are we willing to call in the glory of God? And are we willing to engage and give something up for him as part of the sacrifice? Now, I, I really want to make this clear that I've made, I kind of have given the perspective of as a worship leader and I've given the perspective of how it sort of a, a, 
appears and how it sort of works through the, the context of worship leading and preparing worship. But I think that this, this applies to everyone and this applies to every aspect. Can I get the worship team up? Because I, I really want you guys to consider that as you go through as you go through your lives and as you, as you build into this intimacy with God, what's really important is that we ask God what it is that he actually wants us to sacrifice. You see, we are a living sacrifice, so we are just the embodiment of that. So when there's a specific thing that we are sacrificing, that's just the manifestation of us being a living sacrifice, but it's, it's a principle in, through which we live. Our whole life is to be a sacrifice so when we're giving up specific things, when someone's called to give a little bit of money, that doesn't mean that everyone is called to give a whole lot of money. Or when someone's called to, to become a musician and to, to lead and to, to be a worship leader and to play worship music in the church, that doesn't mean that everyone is called to do that. That's just that person's revelation in their intimacy and realizing that that's what God has called them to do. But it starts with being a living sacrifice in and of ourselves. You know, even within the musician bracket, some musicians are called to play in church their whole lives, and some musicians are called to go out into the world and be a muso in the world. It's different for everyone. And so as I give this perspective, as I give that example of, of, of what it means to be a living sacrifice, I want you guys to consider it for your own lives and what, it, what, what you feel like God might be saying to you. You see... When I first joined the worship team um, and then I started worship leading, um, that was only like this year, I realized that it actually takes a lot and there is a cost involved in that. And I, had, I realized that as soon as I did it, yet I still did it faithfully. And I've learned over the years that there's also had to be the follow through. One, that my heart is always right and that God always keeps me humble. I have to, I've had to call on that humility so many times because it is so easy to get built up in your own pride. But I've had to ask God so often, Lord, keep me humble, but also keep me vigilant and keep me diligent in working because it's more than just saying, yes, I'll worship lead and yes, I'll, I'll appear on, on stage on a Sunday morning and play music, but I'm also God Help me to prepare and make sure that I do it right. Help me to make sure that I follow through so that I know that there's the intention in my heart because when I follow through with it, there's an intentionality there. There's actually a purpose to it. There's a looking down long distance. It's not just bit by bit. I'm actually going, no, you know what, God, I'm going to be doing this for a little while. I don't know how long, but I'm going to keep working on it and I'm going to keep pushing towards it because this is just my life now because I'm a living sacrifice for you. And then, finally, I let go of all of the end result stuff. I stop thinking about other musicians that are, that are better than me, other musicians that have, have achieved more than me, or Sunday mornings where the worship is amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm being like very real right now. And I let go of that stuff because I know that the sacrifice that I've given because of the intimacy that I have with God and how much He loves me, I hand it over to Him and He makes it perfect. There's not a single, single moment, not a single thing in my life that I have ever done that has been perfect. Not once. 
but there would be countless times where I've done it, given it to God, and then He has made it perfect. Because I know that all I care about is just giving this to God. Because He has provided so much for me, so why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I give Him everything I can? I don't have money that I can just give away to as many people as much as I would love to. I don't have that. What I do have is time and my craft and my skill. So I give that. But for some of you, it might be different. Some of you might be money. Some of you might be your relationships. Some of you might be the resources that you have. And it doesn't always have to be in church. Go into your workplaces and see what God is wanting you to give up in those workplaces. See what God is wanting you to do in your families, what you have to sacrifice in your families for God to minister in your family. Be the sacrifice for your family. Be the living sacrifice for your friendship group. Because when we do that and our heart is right and we partner with God, that's all that matters. That's all we have to do. Get your heart right. Gain your intimacy with God and He will make it perfect. Lord, we just pray that whatever it is that you need from us, whatever it is that you want to use us for, that you will just show us, Lord, build us up in in our relationship with you. Allow us to achieve real intimacy with you, Lord, and we pray that through that you will show us and you will reveal to us what it is that you are wanting us to give up, Lord, for each person it is so personal. So, Lord, we just pray, and my prayer is this morning that every single person in this room right now We'll just know what it means. We'll know what the cost is, Lord. And we'll consider the cost and weigh it up and then still sacrifice it and still give it up, Lord Jesus, whatever it is, Lord, and that you will show us and you will reveal to our hearts what it is that is on our heart that we're still trying to hold on to, that we're still trying to control, Lord Jesus. I just pray that you will reveal that to us and show us how to give this offering, which is acceptable but it's not acceptable because of anything that we've done, but it's because you've taken it and you've made it perfect, Lord. And because of the intimacy that we have with you, there will be so much trust and so much faith in you, so much faith in your providence, so much faith in your ability to care for us and to carry us through every season, Lord Jesus. Maybe it's the things that are, that are holding us emotionally that we feel like are the only thing that are, that are stopping us from breaking down, Lord Jesus. Whatever it is, Lord, we just pray you will show us what it is and that there will just be this giving over and handing over to you. Lord, we thank you. This is our offering, Lord. This is our worship to you. We are a living sacrifice. And this is our holy worship to you, Lord Jesus. This is all we have this is all we're able to give up. But we, Lord, we thank you that, that you have said that it's enough.